0: To the Money Mentors Podcast. Welcome to Money Mentors. I am Gerald Green here with Jennifer Perry. We're just a duo this weekend, Jennifer. It's me and you against the world, Gerald. Me and you against the world when stuff is happening. They want us here being as exuberant as possible. So that's (laughs) that's what the plan is today. A lot of stuff going on and It's March, so March Madness, right?
1: Oh, that is right. You know, so at least you and I, I know uh, we are big into uh, college basketball. Gary and Laurel, too, but right now they're watching from afar in uh, Florida (laughs) right now this week. So uh, I can't wait because this is our time of year. If you are a Michigan fan, Michigan State fan, I mean, it's, it's always a fun time of year, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And this is, you know, I I tease with Taylor all the time, too, because we'll talk basketball and whatnot. But I'm like, I don't even watch basketball till like March (laughs) because, you know, it was up until January. I was still watching college football for the first time ever.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You had extended seasons.
0: I did. I did. And then went into watching uh, the Michigan uh, hockey team, which is always nice. It was Uh nice to see a bunch of uh, those young kids on the U.S. Olympic team. And oh, man. I really thought they were going to get gold too and yeah hey, you got to play the games. Right. That's, that's why we love sports. Mm-hmm. Got to play through. And yep. I am one of those college basketball
1: fans, though I watch all season, but this is really when it gets a, a lot of fun for me. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about sports and some lighthearted stuff here on today's show, too, because we know right now we need distractions like sports because there's a lot of heavy stuff happening in the headlines. In fact, uh, you know, the war in Ukraine, it's been uh, just shocking to see some of the videos coming out of there. The families, of course, who have been forced forced out of their homes into neighboring countries. But Mm -hmm. you also see the good in humankind. And it was interesting to note that uh, during President Biden's State of the Union address recently, Gerald, both sides of the aisle finally united over this issue, over Russia's invasion of Ukraine and their support for the Ukrainian people and their disdain for really what Putin is doing to so many families right now. He thought he could roll into Ukraine
0: and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people.
1: I think we all have to admire, you know, especially the people who stayed behind to fight, Gerald. Can you imagine? I mean, just, you know, anyone between the ages of 18 and 60, if you're a guy, I mean, you're there and you're fighting.
0: At the same time, it's that that sense (laughs) of country, of pride in country. And it's something that, you know, obviously we haven't had since, you know, in my opinion, since really September 12th. Of 2001 right yeah right you know I mean it, it takes you know again um, uh, a world event uh, unfortunately to have that sense of pride and, and I'll tell you what the, the Ukrainians I feel for the humanitarian effort but absolutely right I mean the world came together on this and i think that is one of the shining lights that you know what at the end of the day we're we're going to have our differences not only as as people and nations but when we see an injustice when we see something's wrong and there's tyranny people are going to stand up and they do it in masses.
1: Yeah, that's been the encouraging thing to see in the past few weeks and uh, finding our own ways to try to help the efforts in Ukraine. But obviously, as with anything political to Gerald during this uh, speech, during the State of the Union, a lot of other topics did not have the same effect along party lines. Biden did say his top priority is really getting inflation under control, something that was an issue even before the Russian invasion.
0: I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages.
1: Now, I wish it were that easy here. But uh, last week we discussed, you know, the average U.S. household is spending about $300 more each month right now due to higher inflation. And again, that had kicked in before this latest conflict. So uh, how are you helping the families that you work with deal with this rapid increase, both for the short term and what could be a long term problem here?
0: This is, I mean, it's quite interesting to see the rise in inflation that we've had, f- you know, just in the last 18 months. The important thing that we do here from that first meeting on when we sit down with prospective clients is we talk about what their expense needs are. What are you spending? What's your income? What's that cash flow look like? That's one of the main things we focus on. And we know that through our investing philosophy we're going to have assets at risk and we're going to have guaranteed assets because we know that at different times the market's going to do different things we're going to see costs adjust so having the flexibility in your plan to be able to pick and choose where you're taking money from on the risk side of things the things that are in the market not having everything move in the same direction with the same time is key but also on the guaranteed side of investments knowing that not only can you not lose your money, but you're guaranteed a return. We have to have that worked in because we know typically inflation, the cost of living, goes up. Right. Now, for the past 10 years, it hasn't been that big a deal. Inflation wasn't part of the conversation. And that's abnormal as well, mm-hmm. as abnormal as what we've seen in the last 18 months. That's why, you know, previous to last year, most people's Social Security checks didn't adjust. Right. Or adjusted very, very minimally. Yeah. Right. Now yeah. we saw a 6% increase in those Social Security payments. Now the government was nice enough to go ahead and up the Medicare premium <laughs> to as to well. So it, it. kind of yep. ate into that a little bit. But again, these are costs that we know. We don't know when they're going to happen, but we know costs are going to increase. Your expenses through time are going to increase. If you're managing your assets in a flexible way, whether it's at risk and guaranteed, you know, having a balance there, having diversification so not all of your investments are moving the same direction. If the market's going down, how are you diversified and still producing a return in some other area or some other investment? You have to have that flexibility, that diversification, be able to pick and choose because The market goes down and what you have, just say it's stocks and bonds and a mutual fund and it all goes down. Well, you're taking money from a loss. And I say this to my clients all the time. That's one of the biggest contributing factors to whether or not you're going to run out of money. Right. You don't want to take it out when it's down. So you have to have that diversification. You have to have the forethought that, yep, here's my income right now. It's good. Maybe it's a little extra. But eventually, we're going to have to build in a cost of living adjustment, and we do that with all of our plans. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: Well, ready for some good news for a change? Kiplinger says the IRS has changed a calculation, Gerald, that could make it easier for some people who are retiring early to take more out of their retirement accounts each year before they turn 59 and a half. Now, the bad news is, it does sound like there's some math involved. I would imagine if you're planning to retire early, you probably need to do the math with a fiduciary advisor.
0: Yeah, this is one of those rules that you know, hadn't been changed for a while. And because of everything going on in the market and with interest rates, the IRS actually saw the need and they changed it. This all focuses around what they call a 72T distribution or Rule 72T. So the basis without going, I mean, and this is one of those, the most complicated IRS rules out there, (laughs) not not that anything isn't uncomplicated at the IRS, but what it is, is if you have an IRA and you're under age 59 and a half and you take money out of that, not only are you paying income tax, but you're paying a 10% federal income tax penalty for what's considered an early withdrawal. Now, depending on your situation, there are some exclusions that would eliminate that 10% federal tax penalty. It stems along the lines of hardship or disability, things like that. If you just want to retire early, that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. So in order to access those funds, the IRS created Rule 72T that allows you to take specific distributions, what they call substantially equal periodic payments. And there's a whole math formula that says if you take this amount, you have to take this amount for at least five years or until you turn age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. Okay. And now you can access those funds without that 10% federal tax penalty. So you're still going to pay income tax on it. It's an IRA. You're going to pay your normal income tax on it, but you avoid that 10% federal tax penalty. And there's, uh, again, there is a lot of math in it. There's three different calculations that we can do in order to come up with that payment. But at the heart of this, what happened is because of the reasonable interest rate going up, that the IRS adjusted the math involved to calculate what that equal periodic payment would be. So since rates are up, it actually allows you to access more penalty-free withdrawals.
1: Ah. Okay. So good to know, but it does sound complicated, oh, Gerald. <laughs> really
0: There's cool. three different calculations and it's it can get very complicated. And here's the thing, if you do it wrong and you don't take enough through that time period, they're actually going to charge you that 10% federal tax penalty on all the distributions. Oh. So if you mess up on your last one and you've been doing it for five years and you've avoided that 10% tax penalty the first four years, Uh you do it wrong in the fifth year, they're going to tax all of it going all the way back to the first distribution with that 10% federal tax penalty.
1: Oh boy. So again, decisions you want to get right the first time because you don't want to be paying some of those penalties. And uh, we know it is complicated, but especially for those of you who are thinking about retiring before 59 and a half, if you have a question about this rule change, how that affects you, or you know that you want to get some of those math decisions right, feel free to Reach out, drop us an email with your questions through the website at matsonfinancial.com.
0: Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.